Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I think the future of social media marketing is going to be specialized. So find your area of specialty. Hey, hey there, what's up? And welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, I wanna tell you about kind of secret service that I haven't really mentioned too much to you all before. It's a way that I have been able to grow my marketing company a whole lot. It's actually the majority of our business these days. And it's a service that enables you to be a lot less hands-on in like the day-to-day management, which I know is something that a lot of you all say to me is one of the more stressful parts of this social media management job. But before we get into that, I just have to address the shirt, right? Like the shirt's a little weird. It's January. I don't know why one of my arms is just completely free here. I tried to make things fun and, you know, try things that I wouldn't normally try on the show, but this is one that I do have some questions about. And if you are listening to the show and have no idea what I'm talking about, just to let you know, I do post this show on YouTube. So you can just search my name, Latasha James, or search for the Freelance Friday podcast on YouTube and watch the show instead of just listen. And you know, you can laugh up my interesting tops that I wear if you would like to. So I want to talk to you about something called UGC content or user generated content. Now it's a bit of a misnomer because user generated content is typically when, or at least back in the day of social media, UGC content would be content that users, actual users, actual customers would tag the brand or leave comments on. And then you could repurpose that with permission, repost their stories, repost their photos that they took wearing your weird shirts or whatever it is that you sell. And that really acted as a great salesperson for the brand. I mean, happy customers are the best salespeople I say that all the time and I mean it. So that's traditionally what UGC content was. It was organic, you know, it happened naturally, reviews and tags and things like that. Well, nowadays, I'm sure you all have seen this. You've seen ads on Instagram, you've seen ads on TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook that look like that. They look like just a normal person is unboxing, you know, a purse or putting on makeup or whatever it is, flying a drone, I don't know, whatever the product is. It just looks like a normal person is doing that, but it's actually a boosted or, you know, a paid piece of content. So in that case, I mean, sometimes brands will actually source true UGC. They'll ask real customers if they can repurpose their post into an ad. But a lot of times how that content is actually being made is through an agency, through a freelancer, through an in-house marketing team. And that is what today's episode is going to be about. So I got started creating UGC content. I don't know, before it was really a thing. I didn't really have a name for it. I still don't actually call it that. I just call it content creation. My background is in video, full disclosure, but you absolutely don't need to have special training or anything like that. We'll talk about that in a second, but that is my background. So I just thought, hey, I'm just using my video degree and making videos for companies. And I've always had a YouTube channel, you know, for years and years. So I was pretty comfortable making that format of content. And when I would be managing a social media account and they didn't have any content to post either organically or as a paid ad, I would just make it. I'd just whip out my cell phone or use my DSLR if it was 
something more advanced and I would just create the content for them. So I've really been creating UGC content for many years without really knowing it. If I had to rub my marketing crystal ball, I would predict that this format of content is only going to grow and be in higher demand than ever before with the rise of platforms like TikTok, particularly TikTok advertising, Snapchat ads are still huge. Facebook ads are still a thing. Instagram ads are more savvy than ever. So this type of content really converts well for people because it just feels very natural and it's very visually compelling and appealing. Okay. So how can you get started doing this though? Why do I think this is the next big front frontier for social media managers and content creators. Well, well, I think if you're anything like me and you have already been kind of doing this without realizing it, now is the time to start charging for it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you just have to do what's right for the customer. And if your customer has nothing to post, you have to do what's right for them and just get something up there on the feed. But if this is a regular, you know, consistent thing that they're needing every single month, create a content package and add that onto your normal social media management fees or ad fees or whatever it is that you're currently doing for your clients. Just create that as an add-on. You can charge per video, you can charge per piece of content, you can charge really however makes the most sense to you. Of course, if you're just getting started, you can charge hourly. If you've been watching and listening to the podcast for a while, you know that that's not usually my recommendation, but it can be an okay place to start if you just need to figure out how to budget your time for that. Do a couple of pieces of content on an hourly basis, see what the workload is like, see if you like doing it, and then base a future content creation package rate off of that hourly rate that you just did. Now, with that said, I don't usually recommend charging hourly. And I think particularly for this type of content, you can do value-based pricing a lot easier. You can get away with it a lot easier because think about it, you are creating branded content for this company to use forever. Usually there's not really usage terms on these agreements. It's theirs. You're creating it you know, for them to own. So they have the potential of making a lot of money off of this one video or one piece of content that you're creating for them. If you are creating content for an event, that's only going to happen one time, then the value is going to be actually a little bit lower unless it is like a, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars ticket type of event. The value is going to be a little bit lower because they're only going to be able to really use it one time. But if you are going to create content for like their signature bag that they offer and they have hundreds of thousands of them in stock and more in production and it's a $200 product, you can probably make them a lot of money with just one simple TikTok or one ad. So keep that in mind that you may be making them a lot of money from this one piece of content. And that's what you're really going to use to factor in your value-based pricing. I already talked a little bit about who might be able to do this. If you already are a social media manager, particularly if you're good at creating content, if you like creating content, if you have a high quality smartphone, if you don't mind being on camera, that's something else that's been really valuable to me and really has enabled me to to scale this part of the business is I'm not afraid of being on camera. I won't be on camera for just any brand. So I'm not just going to, you know, take any product and be the spokesperson for their brand. I have to, just like I would, if I was going to feature it on my YouTube channel, I have to try it and I have to trust it and be able to recommend it because I don't want one of my audience members to see an ad with my face in the feed saying, Hey, I love this. And it's like kind of a 
sketchy product or a sketchy brand. But if it is a product or a company that I stand behind, I have no problem being on camera. And that's something that a lot of companies actually struggle with. They have a hard time finding some type of uh, a face, you know, for their brand. A lot of people are busy working. They don't want to be YouTubers or TikTokers. So if you're willing to go on camera and use your likeness, that is even better. But with that said, you don't necessarily have to. There are a lot of pieces of content that you can create by simply using your hands, you know, doing unboxing videos, doing like drawing videos, writing videos, ASMR videos. I just saw an ad and I'll tell you about how I source inspiration and see what's out there in a second. But I just saw an ad in my Instagram feed the other day that I screen recorded. It was so good. I think it was a smoothie ad and it was ASMR style. So they just like showed making the smoothie with no background music, no voiceover, just like the clink clink of, you know, the dishes and things. It was amazing. So yes, if you are a social media manager, if you already are running ads for a client and you also like the creative side of things but also if you're a photographer if you're a videographer if you are a you know an influencer or a content creator if you are a model this is something else i mean I, back in the day i used to work with a modeling agency for commercial you know projects and modeling and things like that and i was finding that i was actually making a lot more money doing ugc content for people than i was making where i had to actually go out of my house and like be on a set for eight hours so these are all things that you can consider if you fall into any of those categories. So how do you get inspiration? How do you know how to create the content? I mean, being active on those social platforms, particularly in the niche that you are looking to work in is super valuable, right? You can just scroll your feed. I do it all the time on Instagram and I screen record things that I like, obviously not copying, but getting inspiration. Hey, this ad looked like it performed really well, got a lot of comments. All the comments seem pretty positive. Maybe they're one of our competitors. So I am going to try to do something kind of similar, but I also have a little secret tool for you, which is called the Facebook ad library. And this is also helpful, even if you're not creating the content, but if you do run ads on any platform, really, you'll be able to look at what Facebook ads are running, which also would include Instagram ads. And you can type in different categories, maybe beauty, maybe fashion, maybe um, entertainment, whatever. And you'll be able to see a bunch of other ads that are currently running from different brands. So you can just browse through there and see what catches your eye. See, you know, look at the creative and see what is appealing to you. And if there's any way that you can emulate that again, I think a lot of people think that to make high quality videos, you have to be, you know, brilliant cinematographer. You have to have this big fancy camera, but it's really almost like the reverse is true for UGC content. It is supposed to look like just a normal user created this content with their phone. So as long as you have a nice high quality smartphone, like an iPhone or like a Google pixel or something, you can create this content. Absolutely. There's of course a use case for really high quality images and you can look to companies like, I think they're called Suna. They're probably one of the biggest content creation studios for D to C and e-commerce brands these days. They have a really interesting business model, but that's kind of a bit different than UGC content, which is just raw from your cell phone. So don't feel like you don't have the equipment or even like you have to look perfect. You know, when I said like a model or an influencer, I'm not saying you have to be like this beautiful, perfect person. I think sometimes it's actually more relatable if you are just a normal human being. That's kind of the point of UGC content. So how do you actually get hired for this stuff? Well, I kind of got into this a little bit with, with my story, but I was just creating content, one for my clients when I was doing their social media, but then I've also always been a content creator 
creator myself. So I used to do beauty content on this channel. If you scroll back far enough, you can check out all of my weird videos that I would make, but I was always very detail oriented. I really loved editing. I still love editing beauty videos. I still like have a dream of having a beauty TikTok or something like that just for fun. Cause I love, I just love doing that content. And so when I would work with brands as a creator or an influencer and do brand deals, a lot of times they would just say, Hey, we really love the look of this review video. Could you trim out 30 seconds for us to use in an ad? And then I would just upsell them on that. So create content in the niche that you would like to create UGC content for. If that's beauty, create a beauty Instagram or create a beauty TikTok or something like that with really high quality, nice, interesting looking videos, you know, tag the brands in your comments, tag the brands if you're on Instagram in the photos themselves. And of course the same is true for other industries. And I know I keep using beauty because that one's a little bit, it's an easy example. Any type of physical product, you know, a direct to consumer product or an e-commerce product is really easy. It's easy to do a beauty unboxing or a bag unboxing or a fashion outfit of the day. But there are other types of businesses that use UGC content too, or some, some variation of this. I actually create content for tech companies. So I actually do like tutorial videos that live on their YouTube channels and I get hired to do that. It's a little bit different, but it's kind of the same thing. I'm hired to be the face of the company and to script and create these videos. So you can definitely do it for other industries, not just direct to consumer or beauty or fashion or whatever, but I'm just kind of using that as an example. So another thing that you can do beyond just kind of that inbound stuff, obviously you sort of have to wait for them to come to you. Of course, you can cold email some of those brands or whatever too, but something else you could do is reach out to agencies in your area or just agencies in general that you maybe know work with some of these brands. So if you want to work with, I don't know, like benefit cosmetics and you can figure out which agency does their ads, you can reach out to that agency and say, Hey, I'm a content creator and I create, you know, all this fun beauty content or whatever. Here are some samples of my work and my portfolio. You can check out my own beauty Instagram that I have. If you, ever have any overflow work or are in need of UGC content, I would love to create some for you. So working with the agencies is usually a better bet than reaching out to the brands themselves because most of these brands, unless they do have an in-house ads team are working with some type of an agency that may or may not have an in-house creative team. Or if they do have a creative team, these are like art directors and like traditional creative teams. Whereas UGC content is much more relaxed and casual. Like I just mentioned, I see a big opportunity area with TikTok for this, not just for TikTok ads, but for TikToks in general. I mean, legacy brands and even just brands and people like me who are not really, you know, TikTok natives, if you will. Like I didn't start using TikTok until this year and I still, or last year, I guess, and I still don't really love it. It doesn't really come naturally for me. That is definitely a role that I would keep your eyes out for. I think TikTok content creators, I'm sure that's already a job somewhere, but I think more and more companies are going to be hiring for that kind of thing. So do keep that in mind. So those are my thoughts on UGC content. You can start creating it, put together some packages, reach out to some agencies, create some niche accounts to get some eyes on your content and charge accordingly. Like you can definitely charge a good amount of money for this type of content, particularly if they're going to use it for ads and particularly if you are going to sell it to them forever, meaning they're going to be able to reuse it, repurpose it however they would like to. I think it's a really good opportunity for those of you 
who really like creating content, but maybe don't like a lot of that back and forth with the client, you know, going in and like manually engaging and doing all that kind of stuff that can be a little stressful. So for all of my creatives out there, I'm curious if this is something that you'd be open to trying out. And if you do, please let me know how it goes for you. Cause it's been really successful for me. I also am going to bring back our question of the day in the podcast. I asked on Instagram if you all would be interested in having these questions come back. And a lot of you said yes. So if you do have any questions for me that you'd like me to answer in future podcasts, leave them in the comments on YouTube. If you are listening on the podcast platform, head over to YouTube and drop your question underneath this video. Today's question says, now that everyone is doing social media marketing and becoming a social media manager, how much do you think the market will be saturated within the next five years? So I thought this question went along perfectly with the topic today. I'm gonna again, rub my marketing crystal ball here. This is a three-part answer, truthfully. The first answer is, I think that we're gonna see marketing teams or social media marketing teams in particular split off a little bit more. I think, you know, in the earlier days of social media marketing, you hired one person who really had no idea what they were doing. They were just thrown in there to do all of the things. And as more and more platforms came out and more and more types of work came out, you know, it used to just be organically posting to a Facebook page and then there's Facebook ads and then there's Facebook groups and then there's Instagram and you know, all these different things. I think we're going to start to see those roles separate so that one person is not responsible for all of that. I just don't think it makes sense. Yes, I know a little bit about all most of the things, but definitely not all. I mean, and I'm pretty in the know and I live and breathe this world all the time. Like I said, TikTok is still not really my sweet spot, both personally and professionally. You know, I'm used to be an ads manager in corporate, but I am not the best ads person ever. You know, there was a lot of things that I, I know enough to speak to. Maybe I know how to run an ad, but I wouldn't say that I'm the best person to necessarily optimize an ad with a huge spend and a lot of variables and things like that. So I think the future of social media marketing is going to be specialized. So find your area of specialty. Is it creative? Is it content creation? Is it ads? Is it a particular platform like TikTok, like Instagram, like Snapchat ads, whatever? I think that's where things are going to go. And I think if you are trying to just be a generalist, unless you are an agency where you can say we can do everything because we have a member of our team for everything. You know, we have our Pinterest specialist, we have our TikTok specialist, and then I'm overseeing everything that can work. But I think if you're an individual freelancer, you kind of have to pick your lane and really choose a niche because you're going to stand out. If I'm Googling Pinterest managers, that list is a lot smaller and a lot less saturated than social media managers. The second piece of this is that just because there's a lot of people doesn't mean they're all doing the same quality of work as you would. And this is just true for anything, any job you're ever going to get. I mean, yeah, the acting industry is saturated, right? Like everybody wants to be an actor or a famous singer. You go to Nashville or Los Angeles, like that's all you hear from is musicians and actors and things like that. Doesn't mean that everybody is Ariana Grande or whoever, you know, Penelope Cruz or whatever actors you like, like those folks are rising to the top still for whatever reason we can debate why that is, but there's always going to be saturation in any industry. So my point is, 
do your job, do it well. I'll also say this as somebody who has recently done a lot of hiring. It's not even just the skills. Like it's not just that some people don't know how to do social media management like they say they do. A lot of it's also attitude, personality, professionalism. Again, I don't know, maybe I'm aging myself. Maybe I'm old school here, but like if you are entitled, if you are rude to me via email, I won't hire you. I don't care how good your portfolio is. We have to be able to have a good relationship. Um, you have to be respectful because if you're not respectful to me, you're definitely not going to be respectful to our clients, to the rest of the team. So that stuff all matters too. There's other ways that you can stand out that is not just being quote unquote the best. But with that said, I think a lot of people also lack the skills. I think a lot of people blew up on TikTok themselves because they were really funny or they were really pretty or they were really this or really that, but don't know how to replicate that same success for a brand. So, you know, just because there are a lot doesn't mean that they are all good. And the last point to this answer is that I think as the social media management kind of world blows up, I think people who want to hire us are also paying attention and thinking, hey, I could actually use somebody to do that. So I think that the hiring pool is opening up. I see social media management jobs all the time. Actually, I haven't even told y'all about this, but I launched my own job board, which is pretty cool. We're just kind of testing it out. I'm going to leave the link down in the description box. You can also join my newsletter and this is totally free. We'll send out jobs every single week. I only post remote social media and marketing jobs into this board. You can apply, you don't have to pay for it or anything like that. I'm just curating this job board and really picking out gigs that I think look cool. So we feature both full-time jobs and you know freelance and gig jobs. So you can check that out. This I didn't mean to plug that. I just like remembered, I haven't told you about it. You can also, if you are somebody who's looking to hire people within my community, you can post a job for free as well. You can also pay if you want it included in the newsletter, but you can post one for free too, so pretty cool. Cool, but my point is there are more and more companies looking for people like us now that it is becoming a little bit more known what exactly a social media manager does. I mean, the whole web three thing, like let me know when you guys are ready to have a conversation about this, or if you honestly know anyone that you would like me to try to get on the show to like explain it to me, cause I'm not the person truthfully, but I think there are so many opportunities within the web three and NFT and blockchain, all of those spaces. I'm getting emails about it all the time asking, if I can help people with that for their marketing. So there are so many new opportunities coming out of this. And also just as we continue to see the state of the world and so many more companies moving digital and online, I, I don't think this industry is gonna be short on opportunities anytime soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a little something, got the wheels turning a little bit. I really appreciate this time that we spend together and I hope you do too. Please subscribe comment, like the video, or subscribe on the podcast platforms, leave me a review, and be back here next week for a new episode. And I also post YouTube videos on Mondays as well. I'll see you over there. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.